0: What's up, you guys? I'm Haley, and this is Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Today, we have special guest Rob back with us again
1: back at it again with the white vans
0: (laughs) that was such a fun uh trend why couldn't i think of that word good times I am very excited. I mean, I'm not excited for this episode because it's horrific, but I am excited because it is a pretty well-known case, but Rob knows nothing about it since he doesn't really do the whole true crime thing. And um, I'm very excited to hear like his reaction to it all.
1: Yeah, the only stuff that I really know is just stuff that's like on mainstream news and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he doesn't really follow. And I don't, this isn't a, a case that, it's a big case, but I don't think it's one that you would have heard about
1: guess we'll find out
0: yep before we get into it i wanted to tell you guys about something incredible that happened earlier this week and actually rob sent me a text about it this morning when he was in the shower because our google was like giving him news updates and he heard about it
1: oh did you hear that in the from the bedroom
0: no but i figured that that's why you sent me the text
1: yes that is why
0: so and this is also something we've shared on our Instagram stories, so you may have seen it, but a little girl who was found murdered and burned in Congress, Arizona in 19... She
1: was burned?
0: She was burned. Oh,
1: fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. Burned alive? I don't think so. Damn, that's some Bones type of shit.
0: Yeah, it is. I think we talked about it on the last episode we did together that we watch Bones.
1: Yeah, I figured that was going to be a repeat, but that's all I know.
0: Yeah, so anyway, she was found in 1960 and was never identified, and she has now been identified after 62 years. So her name is Sharon Lee Gallegos, and she was found on July 31st, 1960. So investigators had determined that she had died a few weeks before, and her cause of death was undetermined, but her manner of death was ruled to be a homicide. She actually became known as Little Miss Nobody, which, like, that makes me so mad.
1: What are you going to call her, Jane Doe?
0: Yeah. Not Little Miss Nobody. That's, that sounds so sad.
1: Yeah, that is kind of sad.
0: And she went unidentified. Her case went unsolved for over 60 years. Um, in 2018, her remains were exhumed to examine with new forensic technology, and a DNA profile was developed, and a sketch of her face was generated. And then on Monday of this week, the Yavapai County Sheriff's Office announced that she had been identified.
1: So was she just like, they found her, they couldn't figure out what happened, so they just buried her and that was it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the case remained open and unsolved, but yeah. I mean,
1: what are you going to do, just like store the body somewhere, just chilling in a freezer somewhere?
0: No. So they buried her, they gave her a proper burial. So she was four-year-old Sharon Lee Gallegos. She had been abducted from Almagadoro, New Mexico um from her grandmother's yard so she was remembered in a press conference this week by her nephew whose mother was her older sister so he obviously never met her but you know the family remembered her
1: is the is that sister still alive
0: i'm not sure if she is
1: although if she was an older sister then that was 60 years ago she's probably like you know maybe 70 or something yeah, yeah. I mean, she could be alive
0: yeah you never know but she wasn't at the press conference. She was remembered as being feisty and loving, and she is missed by her family to this day. Where she was found was over 500 miles away from where she went missing, and her family always hoped for answers, but that's kind of why there was no connection, and that connection was never made. So she now has a name, her name and story are out there, and it's just so incredible, and I think it brings hope to so many Jane and John Does out there, so I just wanted to share that with you guys.
1: So... The body was found and the the person was obviously like filed as missing. They just didn't link them.
0: They weren't able to connect it. I mean, it was the 60s. So there weren't like computer systems that they could just press a button and, I, and look at all missing people in the area like Angela does on bones. That didn't exist. Gotcha. That's yeah. right. It
1: was the olden days.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to share that happy true crime news with you guys. Obviously, it's sad that she was killed, but so good that she finally has a name.
1: Yeah, her family can get closure too.
0: Exactly. So today we are going to be talking about the murder of Skylar niece, which some people have dubbed the Mean Girls Murder.
1: Like Lindsay Lohan Mean Girls?
0: Yeah. I'm impressed that you knew that.
1: That's a solid movie. I'm not I don't live under a rock. Mean Girls too though, that was a piece of crap. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that.
0: Yes. But so- Lindsay, call me. You're so weird. So, anyway, this one hits really close to home for me. She was actually just a bit older than Rob and I are, so it just breaks my heart knowing that if she was still alive, she'd be 25, and
1: yeah. Whoa, 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 I'm still 24.
0: Tomorrow, you're not. This comes out on... Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day, guys.
1: Oh, yeah. This will be coming out on Thursday.
0: Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and that means tomorrow is You're out. not wearing
1: green. Boom, 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 boom.
0: It's not St. Patrick's Day yet, but it is here. True. Well, you're not either. Boom, boom. boom. Fuck. Well, if you guys are listening to this when it comes out, or even the day after, the day after St. Patrick's Day is Rob's birthday. So oh shit! Day. This is
1: also welcome hope, or happy start of March Madness. It's okay. the 17th, the official start. Yep. Boilers pay, uh, play Friday. We play Yale. All
0: right, we're big. We're big Purdue basketball fans, but yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day and happy almost birthday to Rob. Gracias. So anyway. How did we get into that tangent?
1: Because we talked about St. Patrick's Day, and then I said March Madness, and then we talked about-
0: How did we get to St. Patrick's Day?
1: Because I- I have no clue. No, we fuck out.
0: Well, good thing we're recording, so I can go back and listen to this when I edit it. But anyway, that is enough tangent and being all over the place. We're going to get into her story. Um, Her story deserves to be told, so-
1: You said- Going off on a tangent and being all over the place. By definition, the tangent is one point.
0: Then we go off on several tangents. There we go. And that was another tangent.
1: Mathematics.
0: Okay. Skylar Annette Neese was born on February 10th, 1996 to Mary and Dave Neese. Mary Neese was an administrative assistant in a cardiac lab and Dave Neese was a product assembler at Walmart.
1: Product assembler? Yes. Like he opened up like Toys R Us box or kids boxes and like put it together?
0: I don't think that was quite it.
1: Well, what else are you putting together? I mean, maybe. Like Foster or not Foster Farms. Fisher Price? Maybe. Foster Farms is the bowl game that we won a couple years ago. And food. Tangent number four. I'm really hungry, by the way.
0: Clearly. The family lived in Star City, West Virginia, where Skylar attended University High School. Skylar was an honor student who loved to read and had dreams of becoming a criminal defense lawyer when she graduated. Skylar worked at Wendy's in town with two of her close friends, and like most teens in 2012, she posted often on social media where she showed her bubbly personality.
1: 2012? Where were we? That was our freshman year of high school?
0: Yeah, right around there. Going
1: into our sophomore year. Yep. Okay, phones existed. Yep. 2012 just seems like an eternity ago, but yeah.
0: It was 10 years ago.
1: It was technology. I have in my mind for some reason that like before like two thousand like the year two thousand like technology just didn't exist.
0: That's not true. Like I feel
1: like they used to have to like turn their own butter or churn, churn or turn churn churn their own like they had to do everything by hand.
0: That's definitely not true.
1: Well, I realize that, but that's like in my mind. I hear about like nineteen something. I'm like, holy fuck, dude! Did you like do everything by yourself? Yeah. This is too many tangents to include in.
0: I'm going to include it. Also, you're definitely um, going to make a lot of people feel old with that. So thanks. You're welcome. Okay. Sheila Ray Eddy was born on September 28, 1995 to Tara Klendinen and Greg Eddy. Skylar and Sheila met when they were just eight years old. And then in their freshman year, they met Rachel Schoaf. Rachel was born on June 10th, 1996 to Rusty and Patri- Patricia Schoaf. All three girls were only children and were a close-knit trio. Both Sheila and Rachel's parents had gotten divorced, during which Skylar was an emotional rock for both of them. Speaking of Skylar's relationship with Sheila, Skylar's mom said, quote, Skylar thought she could save her. I would hear her on the phone giving Sheila all kinds of hell. Don't be stupid. What were you thinking? On the other hand, Sheila was so much fun. She was always silly and doing crazy stuff, end quote. Sheila was known as being the fun-loving girl in the trio, and she was extremely close with Skylar's parents. Like, she would even walk into their house without knocking. That's how close they were. Rachel Schoaf came from a strict Catholic family. She was well-liked in school and enjoyed being in school plays, but because of her strict upbringing, she idolized Sheila for her wild and carefree attitude. The three were all students at University High in Morgantown, Sheila had the most freedom outside of school hours, while Skylar and Rachel had parents who were a bit stricter with their whereabouts.
1: What state was this in?
0: West Virginia.
1: Mount mama.
0: (laughs) So all three girls were in high school, and they were all constantly posting on social media, which is one of the reasons that this case is so infamous. In early 2012, it became clear through these social media posts that The three had not really been getting along all that well.
1: Is this going to be like a kid killing another kid?
0: No comment.
1: I feel like I just spoiled it for everybody, but holy fuck. As always, I'm just used to being some like middle-aged white dude who kills everybody, but now it's like some like high school girl? Maybe. Damn, talk about mean girls. Aha, you see reference from the beginning of the show.
0: Yep. On May 31st, 2012, Skylar tweeted, You're a two-faced bitch and obviously fucking stupid if you thought I wouldn't find out.
1: She was sleeping with a boyfriend.
0: No. Damn. It appeared from the post that Sheila and Rachel had kind of been getting closer and excluding Skylar more and more. Another tweet from Skylar around the same time said, Too bad my friends are having lives without me. A classmate of the girls later reported that Sheila and Skylar had been fighting a lot. One time, their classmate was at play practice with Rachel, who was listening in on a phone conversation between Sheila and Skylar that she had been secretly added to. So literally like in the movie Mean Girls.
1: She get, like conferenced into the call.
0: Yeah. On July 5th, 2012, Skylar worked a shift at Wendy's and then returned to her family's apartment complex. She stayed home that night, but at 1230 AM she snuck out of the house through her bedroom window. Her apartment surveillance video shows her leaving via her bedroom window at 1230 on July 6th and getting into a sedan. She had snuck out to meet with her two best friends, Sheila Eddy and Rachel Schoaf.
1: Well, not best friends at the time.
0: Yeah. When Skylar did not report for work the next morning, her family knew that something was wrong.
1: Well, that's kind of sad. It had work had reported, not her family.
0: Well, it was a Saturday, so... They probably expected her to just get up and go to work, and they they might have been out or something.
1: Okay, that was a valid explanation.
0: Yeah. So her family immediately knew something was wrong. They found that her bedroom window had been left open, and she did not take her phone charger, her toothbrush, or other toiletries, so this told them that she had planned to return that night. She wasn't running away. The nieces became extremely worried about their daughter— Later that day, Sheila Eddy contacted the nieces to tell them that Skylar, along with her and Rachel, had snuck out the night before to drive around Star City. So she said that the trio were smoking, getting high, and that her and Rachel dropped Skylar back off at the end of the road to her apartment. Sheila claimed that they dropped her off far away so that Skylar wouldn't wake up her parents.
1: But she snuck out. Was there video of... Oh, never mind. I thought there was like surveillance or like like ring cameras. did ring even exist back then
0: i don't know but the apartment surveillance did not see her returning
1: but they saw her getting into a car yes what i'm saying why would they be so scared about getting caught if they pulled up to pick her up but allegedly stayed Mm -hmm. far away Mm -hmm. to drop her off exactly all right all right we're getting somewhere
0: so as you kind of just mentioned sheila's timeline did not match what was seen on the security footage She claimed that they had picked Skylar up at 11 p.m. and dropped her back off just before midnight, but as I said, she was seen leaving at 12.30, getting into a sedan, and the car was seen pulling away at 12.35 and never returning.
1: If you're going to lie, get your timelines right.
0: Yeah. Shortly after this, Rachel Schoaf had left for a two-week Catholic summer camp. With Skylar still missing, searches of the area were happening with the help of the community, and Sheila and her mother were some of the volunteers. Rumors began to circle that Skylar had gone to a house party and overdosed on heroin. One of the investigators on the case claimed that people told him a teenager had attended a party and died, after which the people there panicked and disposed of the body, so they were looking into this along with any other possibility of what happened to Skylar. Sheila and Rachel both gave statements about what they did that night, and that's what tipped one police officer in Star City off. She was concerned because the girl's stories matched verbatim she said quote no one's story is exactly the same unless it's rehearsed yeah,
1: yeah. they practiced it
0: everything in my gut was sheila is acting wrong rachel is scared to death
1: dun, dun, dun.
0: but there was no physical evidence and skylar was still missing investigators started looking into the girl's social media posts finding one that skylar had posted the afternoon before she went missing saying sick of being at home Thanks, quote, friends. Love hanging out with you all, too. She also posted, you doing shit like that is why I can never completely trust you the day before.
1: She's posting stuff like this pri- or publicly?
0: Yeah, that's what teenage girls did.
1: That's r- ridiculously stupid.
0: Yeah, but that's what teenage girls did. But despite the feelings that investigators had that Sheila and Rachel were somehow involved in Skylar's disappearance, there was... No evidence.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like, no body, no crime, right?
0: Yep. We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by Barkbox. As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie loves his chew toys, but they do not last very long in our house. And that's why we love our subscription service, Barkbox. BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of themed boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and unleashed joy, thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique play style. BarkBox has several boxes to choose from, depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer Box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for longer-lasting play. And that's what we need for Mackie. (laughs) Right now, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is up to a $35 value, by using our link www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod. So treat your dog to what they love with BarkBox. www.barkbox.com inhuman inhumanpod for a extra free month of BarkBox. In August 2012, state trooper Chris Barry was assigned to the case. He actually created a fake online profile as an attractive teenage boy at West Virginia University and began linking up with Sheila and Rachel, thus allowing investigators to get an idea of what the mental states of both of them were. Sheila was her usual perky, bubbly self, posting photos of her and Rachel and tweeting about mundane, normal things, while Rachel was reserved and quiet online. None of the girls' actions or posts really even showed that they were upset about their best friend disappearing as time went on other classmates began accusing Sheila and Rachel of having killed Skylar investigators continued to bring them in and interview them and they were able to identify the car in the surveillance footage ad- that Skylar got into as being Sheila's but that didn't implicate them unfortunately
1: but it just shows that they were with you. they were with her that night
0: Right, but they had already said that, and they could just say, oh, we messed up the time, and that's why the timeline was off.
1: But they both got it wrong individually to the same extent. Yeah, but... Fishy, fishy.
0: They actually found the same car, Sheila's car, on surveillance footage that same night near a convenience store in Blackstone, West Virginia, which was west of Star City. But both Sheila and Rachel had claimed that they were east on the night that Skylar disappeared, so investigators caught them in a lie and all this evidence continued to point to them being involved, but they still had nothing they could use to charge them. That was until December 28th, 2012. A frantic 911 call came in from a woman saying that she was having issues with her 16-year-old daughter, who was screaming, running through the neighborhood, and hitting her parents. Sheila. This was Patricia Schauf, Rachel's mother. And Rachel could be heard in the background crying uncontrollably, yelling, give me the phone, this is over. And this was the break that investigators needed to get a confession. As soon as authorities picked Rachel up, she confessed. She started blurting out, we stabbed her. And she then proceeded to tell investigators everything that happened that night.
1: Did she just like, she couldn't take the lie anymore, it was too much?
0: Exactly. Rachel said that her and Sheila had been planning to murder Skylar for months. She said that one day in science class, they agreed that, quote, maybe we should kill her.
1: In science class.
0: Why not? In court transcripts later, it was reported that other students had overheard the conversations and that, you know, that they had while planning the murder, but they kind of just thought they were joking and wrote it off.
1: They thought they were joking, but then when the girl went missing, they didn't think, oh, shit, maybe it wasn't a joke.
0: They might have come forward, but again, if there's no evidence, what are investigation But it's kind of
1: different when you say, you know, rumors versus, hey, somebody heard them talking about it.
0: Yeah, true. So she said that they left Sheila's house that evening with kitchen knives, paper towels, bleach, cleaning cloths, clean clothes, and a shovel. Apparently, Skylar had hesitated to go out with the girls that night when they initially invited her, but they kept pestering her with phone calls and texts until she changed her mind.
1: Well, she probably didn't like them anymore, so she didn't want to hang out.
0: Exactly. But they kept pestering her, so she agreed. After picking up Skylar from her house, they headed northwest towards Blacksville. They had planned to travel along West Virginia Route 7, but turned around after they spotted a state police car. They actually crossed into Pennsylvania, to a place where the three of them had often gone to smoke weed. Once all three of the girls were out of the vehicle, Sheila and Rachel told Skylar that they had forgotten to bring a lighter, so Skylar offered to go back to the car to get her lighter. Once she turned her back, they counted to three, as they had previously planned to do, and began to stab Skylar.
1: And they both went through with it? Like, not one of them pussied out?
0: Yep. Rachel said that Skylar was able to run away a few feet, but that she then tackled her, Skylar was able to wrestle the knife from Rachel at one point and cut her ankle, but Sheila then pounced on her and continued to stab Skylar until there was complete silence. In her dying breaths, after being stabbed dozens of time, times, Skylar said to her friends, why? Damn. Isn't that so sad? She just was like, why, why are you doing Do this? Do we way?
1: know anything about why they started getting into arguments and stuff?
0: They just didn't like her anymore.
1: Just, just fucking kill her yeah that's ridiculous and that's why i don't listen to true crime because now i will never hang out with any of my friends ever again so thank <laughs> you very much
0: you're welcome according to rachel quote skylar's neck stopped making gurgling noises and that's how they knew she was dead
1: what well, i didn't need to know that that's gnarly
0: The two then dragged Skylar's body to the side of the road and actually attempted to bury her body, but the soil was too hard and rocky for them to dig a hole, so they covered her body with rocks, branches, and dirt. They then cleaned themselves and the area up and left. The motive that Rachel gave was that they just didn't like her and didn't want to be friends with her anymore.
1: Wow. Did they ever find the body?
0: On January 16th, 2013, Rachel led investigators to the woods where they had left Skylar's body. Because it had been so long and the area was now covered in snow, they couldn't immediately find her body, but eventually they did. She was just 30 miles away from her home. Wow. On March 13th, 2013, six months after Skyler disappeared, U.S. Attorney William Island, Ile- oh my gosh, this is such a hard last name. It's I H L E N E L D. Illenald? I-l-en-old. Ilenold. The U.S. attorney issued a press release stating that a body found in Wayne Township, Greene County, Pennsylvania in January had been officially identified as the body of Skylar Niece. On May 1, 2013, Rachel Schof pled guilty to second degree murder. So this was a good plea for her because she full-on admitted that they planned it ahead of time, which would have resulted in a first-degree murder charge. But because she pled guilty, she only got second degree, she received 30 years in prison, and she is eligible for parole after just 10 years, which would be next year,
1: 2023. What the fuck?
0: After her sentencing, Rachel's family issued a public apology for her actions through their attorney. Investigators were able to match blood samples in Sheila's trunk to Skyler, and she was arrested on May 1, 2013, in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. A grand jury indicted Sheila on kidnapping, first-degree murder, and conspiracy to commit murder. At first, Sheila pled not guilty, and her trial date was set for January 28, 2014. But as she was facing additional charges from Pennsylvania, she eventually agreed to a plea deal. She pled guilty to first-degree murder, and in exchange, Pennsylvania would not file charges. She was sentenced to life in prison, but will be eligible for parole after 15 years, which will be in 2029 when she is 33 years old.
1: Damn, she could like conceivably get out and still have a decent life.
0: Yeah. It just it like really just depends on victim impact statements and how she behaves in prison.
1: Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. Like what determines like you're eligible for parole, but like who's to say that you can't or, or like you will or won't get it.
0: It really depends on the judge. Honestly, they obviously look at your behavior in prison. So if you have bad behavior in prison, you're not going to get parole. But then oftentimes like victims' families can come and make victim impact statements and like try to sway the judge to not let you out.
1: Why like Why wouldn't you do that?
0: I mean, if you just want to move on. I don't know. Most people do. I was going to
1: say, yeah, like, why wouldn't yeah. every single family, victim's family, like, across the board, like, just go out publicly and say, yeah, fuck this guy. I don't want him. Or we, we obviously don't want him out. He shouldn't be out. I think and then they, they just, okay.
0: I think in big cases, they often do. Sheila reportedly showed no remorse when she was sentenced. So, you know, there's that.
1: I'm looking up their pictures. Which one is Sheila? She- oh, hold, on, hold on, let me guess. Sheila's got to be the redhead.
0: No, Sheila is the one with all that looks like she's wearing makeup, I'm pretty sure.
1: Actually, I should have seen that coming.
0: Yeah. We'll post photos on our Instagram, so if you guys want to see pictures of them, you can check that out on Inhuman Inhuman underscore podcast on our Instagram.
1: Man, fuck you, Sheila.
0: Today, both women are incarcerated at the Lakin Correctional Center in Mason County.
1: Both of them together?
0: I mean, they're in the same jail, but who knows if they're in the same, like, units like they could they could but
1: it. they could be crossing paths
0: yes they could what
1: the hell are they planning to murder one of the inmates they don't like
0: <laughs> well either that or they're just hanging out with their friend like how fucked is that if that's true but we don't know yeah david niece skylar's dad says that the girls did not deserve the leniency that they received from the courts he said quote they're both sickos and they're both exactly where they need to be away from civilization locked up like animals because that's what they are they're animals after Skylar's death, the Niece family helped to pass Skyler's Law, which now requires that the state of West Virginia issue amber alerts for all missing children, even those not believed to be kidnapped. So an amber alert was not issued for Skylar because she didn't meet the official criteria. So a waiting period of 48 hours had to elapse before she a teenager could be considered missing. So Skylar's Law changes that and now says that in West Virginia, Amber Alerts have to be issued even if they're not believed to be kidnapped.
1: I mean, unfortunately, the Amber Alert wouldn't have helped here.
0: Yeah, but the only thing that may have happened is they may have found her body sooner because she wasn't found for months. True. The legislation was passed on April 12th, 2013 and was signed into law in May. Skyler's parents are hopeful that this will help other children who go missing. And that is the real life mean girl story of the murder of Skylar Niece. It is so absolutely horrifically senseless and it just breaks my heart so much because it's like, why? It's just so senseless. I'm glad that her killers are in prison and are paying for what they did and that they were able to pass Skylar's Law and, you know, in her memory and her family continues to remember her.
1: On Google, there's a picture of them three smoking weed out of a freaking water bottle. How do you kill someone you did that with? It's an unbreakable bond.
0: Well, and Skylar and Sheila had been friends since they were eight.
1: Yeah, like knew her parents and everything.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that is the murder of Skylar Niece. Um, You know, let's continue to remember her. And yeah, do you have any final thoughts?
1: I'm dumbfounded it was the friends
0: i know isn't that crazy
1: that's i did not expect it to take that turn
0: yep so yeah thank you guys so much for listening to see photos they will be on our instagram and our facebook also don't forget to leave a rating and review if you haven't already we love you all so so much and until next time keep it human
1: keep it doggo (laughs) say bye adios
0: i think that's what you said last time
1: oh shit well i gotta switch it up now all right, well here it is in Bur- oh, I can't read that note, that was Burpees. Let's try Irish. Slán.
0: Apparently that's an Irish.
1: According to Google Translate. Hi. Slán.